no, I don't know why I did the quote, so I'm going to try one more time. Okay. I, f- I feel good about this one. <laughs> I'm manifesting it for you. Be careful, blood moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this topic fell into our laps last night. Why did last sound <laughs> so not right? It was so – you sharp. really got the S and the Ts. Yeah. And it's just one T, but you really got it. (laughs) Okay. 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 So this topic fell into our... You're turning into me. I feel like I am and I'm scared. Are you starting to crumble? Is what it feels like all the time? Yeah. (laughs) And once it starts, you'll overthink for the rest of the day. Great. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Danielle. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Okay, so this topic fell into our laps last night when I received a text from a friend asking if I was into the idea of manifesting the things that you desire. You probably have already gathered that, yeah, I'm into it. We both are way into it. So we decided that it would be fun to chat about what manifestation really is, as far as we understand it. We are not (laughs) professionals. And how we approach applying it to our actual lives. But first, let's get into boom and bust. Danielle. Okay. Well... I have more of like a bus, bus, boom. It's been a pretty (laughs) awful week. Um, So a lot has been happening, but life update. Remember last week how I talked about how me and my baby girl have been sick for two weeks? Remember? Nod. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out we finally went to the doctor. We both have a double ear infection. So a round of applause. Shit mom award goes to me because she was sick no. for two weeks, dude, two weeks. And I called the doctor the first week and they were like, these things linger. But then I was like, it's been too long and I feel awful. So I went to the doctor. She was like, yeah, you have a double ear infection. Go get medicine. And I was like, great. I guarantee this is what my daughter has. And turns out that same night, she also was diagnosed with a double ear infection. <laughs> Okay. So what I'm taking away from that is kudos for you because you trusted your mom gut, your instinct, and you took her to the doctor even after having called the doctor and having them be like, yeah, these things linger because that's true. They do. And it can be just a crappy cold or just like a series of small little respiratory viruses. There's no way to tell on the outside that it's an ear infection unless she was like ripping at her ears, clearly in pain. She wasn't even touching them. Exactly. So that's not always the only sign. And if that sign isn't there, it's so hard to tell. I was not kidding you when you texted me saying I'm the worst mom ever. And I was like, no, 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 no. I feel bad. I didn't tell you to check the ears because one thing I keep hearing from every friend I have, that's an older mom or like, you know, their kids are older now, no longer in this stage. Mm -hmm. They 
always tell me these stories about how it was ear infections. All these times it was ear infections and they had no idea. I had one mom tell me about her kid had such chronic ear infections for so long that went undiagnosed for so long that he ended up getting like tubes in his ears and having like speech therapy because he had missed a bit of that receptive language from how bad his he, he wasn't hearing from the ear infections, not fully anyway. So like this thing, it's crazy. It's really hard to tell. And people have gone way longer than two weeks without realizing it. So you need to give yourself credit for being like, no, something is wrong. I'm going to check again. You're a great mom. Okay. But then how bad was it that I was like, oh, you know what? I'm so fed up with not being able to hear out of my ears that I am making an emergency appointment for me. And so I go to the doctor. And then that's when I was like, oh yeah, I guess I should bring my child. Well, if she could have told you that, if she had said to you, like, mom, I can't hear out of this ear, you would have been there in a heartbeat. You didn't know. You didn't know. How were you supposed to know? I didn't that know. That was the way to find out. She was in mostly fine. a great mood until she wasn't in a great mood. She didn't even touch her ears. So anyway, we're on the <sighs> mend now. We're both medicated. You can finally ask how I'm doing and I can finally say better. So The mom guilt, though. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking today. Sorry, I tapped that. We should do a mom guilt episode. Yeah, that's a good one. We just spiral into – we'll just be like, and here's (laughs) one, here's one, here's one, here's one. I think that would be really great content. Yeah, I think that would stress people way out. Let's definitely do it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then – so my family and I are also just going through like a really hard, sad thing and I'm not – I'm not – in a place where I want to share that, but things are just feeling really heavy. And so for my boom, it would be easy for me to say that everything was just complete shit this week because it has been. But I also think because of what's going on, I've gotten very introspective as I do when I'm sad, right? And things Mm -hmm. are mopey. So because of like all of this inwardness, I've just had a little more space to look at life a little differently. So I think my boom this week is just being grateful for the little basic things in life that I find comfort in, like a warm sunny day and listening to the birds chirp and randomly deciding I'm gonna get into gardening and pulling weeds and yes. <laughs> like just the people in my life that I love beyond measure. So that's where I'm at, you guys. Bus, bus, boom. I love you. <laughs> Love you. That boom is so, so good though. I mean, that's everything. That's yeah. the whole point yeah. of life is getting to the place where you can genuinely feel and find gratitude for the little things and not getting swept up in this freaking rat race. And I am sorry that it came to you under dark circumstances, sad circumstances, but what a freaking gift, dude. And I know that sounds so silly and cliche of me to say, but I hope that you can hold on to that for as long as humanly possible. Me too. And at another time, I'll share all of the other just like life thoughts that it's brought up for me. And I do think that I do think not, I'm not even going to say freaking silver linings because it's not a silver lining, but it is just really coming down to like, what is the meaning of life? What's the purpose of life? And what are the things that bring you joy? And I I do, I spiral back into like, why are we all just busting our ass to work? We're not living. 
Like go live your life and do something that makes you feel happy. And anyway, it was a big, you know, I'm Scorpio. So I dove deep. I'm diving deep (laughs) and I'm still like in the depths of it right now. So, uh, I can't even like quite formulate the thoughts and feelings and things that are going on in there. But at some point, I think we should talk about it because, yeah, I just keep having these moments of like, what the actual F? What what are we doing, dude? I know. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And absolutely, we should talk about it. Okay. Absolutely. So go ahead. What are we doing? What What are we doing? Okay, go ahead. You have something better? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, my boom and bust are the same exact thing. And it is just just like a a genuine roller coaster of emotions for me. So I mentioned several episodes ago that the universe was doing some really cool things for me and there were some cool things happening and things were like shifting and changing and I like couldn't talk about it yet and then laughed at how ridiculously vague that all (laughs) sounded. Well, now I can talk about it because I have officially talked about it with my class and all of their families, but I am not returning to the classroom next year. Crazy. I will not be a teacher in an elementary classroom next year. And um, I have done this for nine years. And it. I think the thing about teaching for a lot of people and, and definitely for me is that it's not just your job. It becomes like a genuine part of your identity. Like yeah. I am a teacher. It means more than... I thought that it would. I mean, I hoped that it would when I when I started to seek out this career. I had no idea how much it would change me. I, I love it. I love everything about it except for some of the things that have been really very prevalent parts of it for the last couple of years of teaching. And an opportunity fell into my lap that basically was like too good to be true, just still can't really fathom that it's happening. It was everything that I have wanted and asked for and looked for from the universe secretly, which is why I think this is actually a really good boom and bust for this episode topic. But I'm making this huge career shift into something that is so, so, so exciting and new and terrifying and all of the things. And I feel so many great things about that, but I also do feel so genuinely deeply sad that I will not be in that classroom in the fall greeting all of those kids back. So that's a thing about Montessori classroom, right? I have them for three years. So like there's no really natural stopping point for you to step out of the classroom. Like you're not finishing up with them that year and it's a new teacher, but that's fine because it's a new class. Those are my kids. And even though the circumstances ended up being best case scenario, I've actually already also mentioned her a thousand times, babe, my former (laughs) co-teacher is coming back to that classroom. So I'm basically just giving it back to her. Yeah. And it's going to be great. And I think a lot of the families feel great because of that. And I feel great because of that. But dang, dude, it actually a little bit ripped my heart out to have that conversation with them, to see their reactions. So I have first, second, and third grade. So that's six through nine years old. And it leveled me. Yeah. And it also in that moment became very real. I feel like I put the whole thing like kind of on a shelf and didn't really process how any of the things, including the good stuff, because it wasn't real until I told the kids and the parents that I wasn't coming back. So I finally processed it and it was just 
a literal deluge of emotions the whole drive home that day. And then when I got home and it just was actually really cathartic and nice. Yeah. You needed it. I'm still a little bit in the aftermath of just like a hurricane of emotions, but there, we were just talking, there are like 15 school days left. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So yeah, then I can really start pivoting into something very new, which again is exciting and terrifying at the same time. So that's my boom and bust equally. All right. Well, we're really excited for you coming from one educator to another, one bestie to another. Think about the number of kids you've impacted over the amount of time. Like when those kids look back at their childhood and at their elementary education, you will be that person that helped grow them and challenge them and teach them. And we're going to shut the hell up because even I'm going to cry. I cry at graduation, dude. I cry at fifth grade graduation (laughs) like a freaking baby. So to look at those kids and say goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, I, I understand what that means. I cry every single year on the last day of school. We actually have a really sweet ceremony called the candlelight ceremony where the younger kids say goodbye to the older kids and share their favorite memories with them and wish them well. And the older kids pass the light of leadership to the younger kids. And I have a goodbye (laughs) speech for the kids that are now, you know, aging out to the next level of elementary. And I cry like Mm -hmm. I'm saying goodbye to my own children because that's how it genuinely feels to me. And I am comforted by knowing most of them are still staying at that campus. They're just in a different classroom. I will literally run into them all the time. So it's really not goodbye. But this year it's kind of goodbye. And um, I say kind of because my my daughter is staying enrolled at the school. I'm very fortunate to be able to keep that scenario. So like I'll be there, you know, I'll be on campus from time to time. I can pop in, I can check on people, I can... You know, I know the teacher in the classroom. I can stop in and be like, everybody, what's going on? Read a story. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but it still is just like, it's trippy. It's it's hard. I've gotten very emotional about it. And what you just said is exactly why what makes me question what I'm doing and leaving. I mean, what more important job is there than to love a kid and be there for a kid and just do all of the things that I have strived to do for the last nine years. And I do feel that I have done. I do genuinely believe that I am a good teacher. I know how much I love them and I do feel their love for me. So it's like, why in the world would you stop? The world has a shortage Mm -hmm. of teachers that genuinely want to be there. You know, that's so true. And it feels, it feels selfish of me to step away to go do something that is better for me and my family right now in a lot of ways. But that is also being a great role model and a lesson for them too. Yeah. And my kid. Yeah. Like how many times have you actually done something so risky and so different for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to stay stuck. I don't know. Um, if you're going to want to talk about it at all, but I also think your new adventure, you're still helping and you're still teaching and you're still going to impact a lot of freaking people in a really cool way. It's definitely still an educator type role. And that's one of the things I love the most about it. But yeah, maybe we'll save all the details for that for like the next episode. That can be my boom as I can talk about transitioning into that role and what that role even is because I'm looking at our 
our time oh, counter so far. That's great. This is the episode. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This, we're just gonna just gonna wrap it. But I loved it. I I think we actually had some really I think it's way great. deeper boom and bust than I thought it was gonna be. But I appreciated it. And speaking of deep, we actually were just discussing as we were racking our brains trying to think of something like clever and entertaining for an ad break for this episode that we are pretty much toasted. And turns out we are educators at the end of the school year. And oh my goodness, it is just full-blown survival mode right now. Yeah. um, We had planned to take a two-week break a little later on, like in the next month or so, but after meeting, we just decided this is the best time. It, things are too heavy personally, professionally, and we just need a little breather, but we'll be back. To all of our adoring fans out there, please do not despair, friends. We'll be back. We'll be right back. We just need uh, just a hot minute to breathe and gather ourselves and make it to that finish line, and then we can settle back into the thing that we love the most. But don't worry, you guys. We'll be back in two weeks, June 7th, Tuesday the 7th. And I have no idea what the episode will be, but I know it's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Yes, girl. That is kind of energy that we need right now. Which we can't give you currently. So (laughs) That was the last of it right there, every last drop. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a little break. So we love you, but we'll be back. We also were not able to come up with a great ad break, so we're just going to go ahead and launch right into the episode. You ready? Ready. Great. We should note that we are not certified manifestors, whatever that means, but we want to be. Okay. So you said someone asked you about manifesting and like, how do you do that? So I have a question. What'd you say? Okay. So manifesting, definitely something most people in this society are going to roll their eyes into the back of their heads about if you mention it. Here's the thing though. At a very woo-woo, psychic vibes kind of level, it's the act of very clearly putting an intention out into the universe and using the higher powers of existence that are vibrating around you at all times to help attain the thing, to like literally go fetch it and bring it to you, to make it real. Okay, that's, that's one way of looking at it. Okay. For my skeptics out there, On a much more concrete level, I feel that manifesting is still valid. It is just about setting an intention clearly in your mind and constantly reminding yourself of it and its importance to you. You then change your thoughts and actions to align with that goal, which is going to make it that much more likely that you will attain the goal, right? So either way you cut it, whether you credit the angels or the work that you yourself have to put into it, it gets results. If you do it consistently and you stick to it. Yes. Right? I think so. So when you look at it from a skeptic's point of view, you know, like they're preaching this in schools. They're preaching this everywhere all the time. Those SMART goals, you know what I'm talking about? SMART goals? Well, I forget what the S stands for, but (laughs) specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time- time something. So it's like you take your goal and you break it down into smaller goals and actionable steps that you can take to reach that freaking goal, right? Sure. Sure? Yeah. No, it makes sense. I've not heard that exact acronym, SMART. I like it. Okay. It's just basically a 
path to success by breaking your goal into these little mini steps that and, yes. and having a focus in each, like there's a specific it's focus so for specific. each step. Exactly. Yeah. But I do like to be woo-woo, right? And so yes. I am like, let's get so specific. Let's be crystal clear in the thing that you are trying to attain, in the intentions you're putting out into the universe, right? And then we up it a notch and we're talking about those vibrations, that energy. And you have to, we should be recording this because um, it's going to yeah, be, a very... be a video for what Danielle is doing right now to describe it's this, be like a the energies animated conversation because my hand <laughs> reads at frequencies. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if I'm making any sense and I have to clear my throat. Please hold. <laughs> All right. While you clear your pipes, okay. I will say that I, as a Libra, right, I'm constantly balancing, trying to balance, measuring both sides of every equation. So I feel like I have a pretty healthy dose of woo secretly in me and a lot of skeptic and like scientist and just trying to be very analytical about things, right? Of course you do. That's what I like about manifesting though, per the way that I described it. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, sorry. I thought you were going to say, that's what I like about me. (laughs) (laughs) As a Libra, I'm always like weighing both sides. And that's what I like about me. Like playing devil's advocate, as obnoxious as it is, is like probably my favorite thing about myself. The fact that I can't choose anything ever and will stare at a menu for 4,000 hours because I'm weighing the pros and cons of each option. That's, that's probably so my favorite funny. thing about I don't me. see that from you. Now really? that you say it. You no, think now I'm that decisive? You say it, I do. Yes, it feels like you're decisive. It feels like you're like a no-nonsense, this is what it is kind of person. Here's the thing. I can be decisive for other people. Great. When you need me to be decisive, I got you, sister. Decision made, locked, loaded. That's my final answer, Regis Philbin. For myself, nope. Okay. Four days of eternal spiraling (laughs) about which kind of ice cream I want tonight. It's ridiculous. I apologize. Anyway. So that's what you like about manifesting. What I like about manifesting as someone who sits on the fence is that if you jump into the woo side of things, it's the idea of harnessing these greater powers that are totally available to you. Yeah. But, but alongside your own efforts, like you don't just like manifest a thing and lay in bed for a week and be like, I don't know why I didn't get fit. You know, like that's not how this works. And that's therefore appealing to the concrete scientist side of me of like, okay, so you are in control of the situation. It is up to you and it's your energy that's achieving the thing. And it's a kind of cool mind game to trick you into channeling your energy the right way because any human is capable of almost anything when they really put their minds to it. So it's really just the act of putting your mind to it, mind over matter, all of that stuff. There is some some scientific basis. There are some pretty incredible stories out there of people who have overcome amazing odds because they put their freaking mind to it. And that's really what this is, if you want to look at it from a skeptical point yeah. of view. But I do dip into the woo a little more than I used to in my uh, my old age. So I really am pretty into what you're saying with the vibration. That's what I was going to ask you because it still feels like you are more on the logical 
skeptic side of things, but that you are like, I have invited the woo in and I am embracing that as well. Whereas I come from complete woo and I then become a little more skeptical of things. But for some reason, I am not skeptical of manifesting. For some reason, I am the person that does think if I just keep thinking and picturing and being clear and putting this out there and feeling it and knowing that it's mine to have that I will just wake up and it will be in a beautiful Amazon box at my doorstep. <laughs> I won't actually have to take action steps to get it. I'm, I've learned. You do. You, you have to do the things. But I also tend to believe more about those vibrations, those frequencies, that energy. I think when you match your energy to the energy of the thing you're trying to attain or achieve, that it creates like this portal path to come to you. (laughs) You (laughs) I got excited up here. Can you feel it? I feel it. You're pulling me through your portal. (laughs) Are you manifesting me in that room right now? I could. Because it's working. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank okay, God. sorry. I maybe I took you off course. vomit if I like <laughs> blinked and opened my eyes and I was standing in your sunroom <laughs> behind that sheet over there. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I do think, you know, I think I feel obligated to represent the skeptical side of myself and others on this podcast specifically. I think Melissa called me out on that. You guys will meet Melissa soon. She is. I'm really excited about that. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even have words for it. So So anyway, um, we were chatting about the episode that she will hopefully come record with us soon. And she also made a comment like, Laura, I know you're on the more skeptical side of things. And I was like, no, actually really, I'm not anymore. I think I was more that way when I was younger. I think growing up, my mom was very in touch with the woo, right? Mm -hmm. She had all the best ghost stories. And I told you, my dad would come in behind her and be like, that's not real. That can't (laughs) happen. So I feel like I did grow up with a healthy representation of each side of these things. And I was very attracted to the woo, but also if I'm 100% honest, a little bit intimidated and scared about it because it feels like a lot of power. And I think part of me shrinking myself my whole life and dimming my light my whole life was not being ready to lean into that kind of power. And Per the body image episode, when I started doing that work mentally and emotionally to love myself and be okay with the fact that I am a light worker, I was meant to share a light and bring light out in others. And when I started to lean into all of that, right, so totally 100% woo at this point, no longer skeptic in these moments. I started to be free. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But I can't say that the skeptic is 100% squashed and dead, but it's way less prevalent. However, I I am aware that people could be listening to this and being like, oh my God, you know, like, I feel like you have to kind of balance it out a little bit. You're balancing it. Yeah. That we're not being so far into the woo that logical people can't enjoy the episode episode either, but maybe we should just let go and be woo. Yeah. I I think you just have to let go and go where you go. So anyway, you just brought up a point that I wanted to talk about and I don't know if it's the right place to, but I'm going to, because you were talking about like, I think it kind of scared me. Right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's those blocks. I think like when somebody starts manifesting. Okay. So for instance, you and I, we talk about manifesting like successful financial careers right? And all of the things that could come with that. But I've personally have never reached that sort of success 
to the extent that I am in, am envisioning for myself. Envisioning, yeah, and hoping for it, yeah. Right. So it's not that I know exactly what that feels like. It's that that almost scares me. And so those would be the blocks that I have inside of me, those limiting beliefs inside that I have to work through if I'm going to truly be open and ready to receive it all. So like... I was just thinking about this just before. For some reason, being wealthy intimidates and scares me. I don't feel worthy of it. I feel like I'm not intelligent enough to have that sort of life. I don't, like, I just don't deserve that. And so that is a block that I have to work through in order to raise my frequency so that I'm on the same level. Am I making sense? Because I know that when you talk about it, it does sound woo-wee, woo-wee, You are making 100% sense. Yes, absolutely. Sounds like you are off the deep end. I am right there with you because it's fun out here in the deep end. It's so fun. That block that you're describing would be what I was labeling as a story, right? We have stories about mm-hmm. ourselves yes. that we are convinced are these parts of our identity, these things that are true about us that are just inherently ingrained in us that cannot be changed. And that's bullshit. Yeah. You can change the story. You can change the story. So to hear you say, I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not good enough for that. I don't deserve that. That is all a story built in your head that is completely and wildly inaccurate, by the way. And you have the power to change that. So you have to, so that like yes. you said- You can burst through, that story is the block, and you can just vibrate at a higher frequency. Even if you just, again, as a skeptic, want to see that as just feeling good about yourself and believing that you are worth something. I mean, that right there is what we're talking about when we're saying vibrating at a higher frequency. On the woo side of things, it is one step closer to the angels, man. Oh my God, dude. Like we talked about this before where we've heard the quote, don't let the fear of success stop you. And we were like, well, why would I fear that if that's what I'm trying to get? I don't like that doesn't really make sense. But then when things start turning in that favor and you've never experienced that before, it does open doors to other things and different ways of living and thinking and doing things that you maybe didn't feel prepared for. And so it does feel a little bit scary. Like when our podcast started to grow, we were super freaking psyched. But then there was also like this little part of us that was like, wait a minute. (laughs) are we ready for that? Like, I'm not so sure we're ready. Right. How are we going to keep up the momentum? What are we going to keep putting out? What if it's not good enough? What if we don't have a funny episode? What if we can't come up with a post? Yeah. But we're embracing it. You just have to embrace it. Anyway, go ahead. We have to. We have to lean into it. Carry the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're irritated. You're done with this conversation. Just embrace it. All right. So- Okay. So you kind of started to get into this. I feel like you were almost close to talking about the steps of it or at least the things that we would be talking about wanting to manifest. So I feel like it really can apply to so many different things. So finances, Mm -hmm. career paths, weight loss is how it originally was even like something that I paid attention to because it was part of this program that was about weight loss, but more so about having a, a healthy body image and all of that stuff, Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the friend who asked happened to be looking for a new job and she was asking how to manifest that new job into a reality. So I, again, not a certified trained manifesting <laughs> expert. I assume that's a legitimate role out there somewhere. It these is. days on TikTok, I'm sure. There's one. Trust me, I follow but, them. 
Yeah. Danielle can lead you to actual people. But from what I understand, for something like a job, I would set the intention around what it is that I like about that job. So for example, I will have a career that is fulfilling. I will have a career that is flexible. It allows me to be creative. It provides me an abundance of income. Or my job will be fun and challenge me to grow in new ways. Whatever it is, write that shit down. Mm -hmm. Like exactly what it is that you want. You speak it out loud and you do this as many times as you can. If you have a journal, you make this little note on the daily. If you say it out loud, you say it every day. You put it on a little post-it note, stick it to your bathroom mirror. You read it out loud every morning to yourself. You set that intention clearly and you make sure the universe is crystal clear on what you are asking for. Because in this, skeptics, you are making sure that you are crystal clear on what you want and what you will not settle for outside of that thing, right? From there, you start these little positive mantras like, this job is meant for me. This job is already mine. This job is waiting for me, you know, whatever it is. And I've also heard that there can be a lot of power in doing the envisioning. I think that's what you sort of like touched upon a couple minutes ago, envisioning yourself in these scenarios. Yeah. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does it smell like? Literally like all of it, everything that you can do to put yourself there now. And you just simply do not tolerate or allow thoughts or actions that don't align with this positive new you. You ain't got time for that person. You do not. I'm going to even up it a notch, okay? Do it. So two things that I've learned. You actually, when you're writing it, when you're speaking it, you're speaking as though this is already your life. Yes. So like not even I will have this career, but I do have this career. Like this is what's all, this is already Mm. my current reality. And then you guys, you didn't know this. I know you didn't because I didn't know this. You have to figure out the actual emotion that would be attached to attaining that. Okay. So I have the career that is fulfilling, flexible, allows me to be creative, right? What is the emotion behind that? How would you actually feel in your everyday life once you have that? Okay. And then you incorporate that feeling into those crystal clear statements. Are you following? Yeah. So that you're not just standing up and like dryly saying it into a mirror, all monotone. You are like, You are there, you are feeling it while you say it, and you are like stepping fully into it. Yes, you have to put yourself on that vibration in that emotional state so that it can like come to you. So I am so happy and excited that I have a career that is fulfilling and flexible, right? So then also, I don't know if you want to get specific on that career because the thing about this is that Well, this is where I actually don't know things. I feel like I get two messages on TikTok. Okay. So TikTokers, let me know which way to go. I feel like you either have to be so specific in what you are actually wanting. So like, what is the actual job or career that you're looking for? Or you just have to know that your mind might have this idea of how you're going to attain it. But the way that you actually receive it is totally different than you were planning, but you are actually still attaining all of these things just in a different way than you expected. 100%. Yes, girl. The two things you just hit on are the last little portion (gasps) of my response to this friend. I am amazing. Yes, you absolutely are. You are (laughs) a goddess. Thank you. What I ended with is 
it will feel like a force at first. Mm-hmm. All of these positive mantras and repeating it, saying it out loud, writing it down, all of that stuff, right? Saying saying that you deserve it, it's meant for you, it's already yours when you know for a fact you're getting ready for that other job that isn't this one, you know, like yeah. that's tough to really lean into and do all these things that you're talking about. But if you stick with it, it sure enough becomes less of a force over time and it genuinely starts to feel more real and natural. So it is literally a fake it till you make it kind of thing to change your mentality on this. So you started at first because you're obligated, but when you stick with it and you really try to lean into it and you really remember the importance of it, it stops feeling like such a force. Yeah. It helps if you can get to a place where you genuinely believe that you will have that thing, whatever it is that you want, and that you deserve it and it's already yours. You desire it because it was meant for you. It is that simple. There are thousands of things out there that don't interest you at all. Those things were not meant for you. The things that light you up, light you up for a reason. They were meant for you to pursue. They're there for you. Therefore, if that exact job posting isn't the one, but it lit you up, it wasn't meant to be that one, but that posting was the thing that was meant to start your journey to right now, to the right one, to whatever that posting is. That was just a catalyst. It was just opening that door. It's great if it ends up being that posting, but if you do this work and that posting falls through, that doesn't mean this was all for nothing. It means stay on that journey because this thing is meant for you and it's going to come to you in a different way. Again, There is no room for negativity. Mm -hmm. If you think and act negatively, that is exactly what will manifest for you. Or at the very least, you will just stay stuck. Yes. Okay. So yes, 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 yes. So something that I was just thinking as you were talking, and because I just heard a noise, I'm like a squirrel and got distracted. So let me try to gather my thoughts really quickly. (laughs) Um. Okay. So let me use the example of, have you ever just like woken up, had a bomb ass night of sleep? You feel completely rested, energized. You're in a great mood. The sun's shining. You feel like, oh my God, I am beaming from within. I am a vision. And you go throughout your day and just everything is working in your favor. The meanies are being nicies. You are like just getting it, getting it, getting it. And you go home that day and you're like, damn girl, that was a good day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Every now and then you have this day, right? Yeah. It's been a while, Danielle, but I do remember vaguely that those days existed at some time. They did exist. So think about You're going to, so we're going to use this job thing as an example, right? So you're going to this job and it is just beating your soul down and you are a negative pile of trash, okay? Sure. Hypothetically speaking, (laughs) Hypothetically speaking. I'm not saying like your friend (laughs) is a negative trash, but I am. And so when you... When that's all you're thinking about, that's all you're going to continue to see and attract is that sort of lower vibrational stuff, okay? You're stuck. Yes, you're stuck. But then if you're doing the work and you're trying to align yourself with the end goal, the big dream and how you're going to feel when you get there and you start doing the work to slowly climb up that vibrational frequency ladder then all of a sudden you are a positive beam of light and that's what you begin attracting. That's where everything is freaking energy. Yeah. Everything, money, energy. Yes, it always comes back to everything is 
energy just swirling around us all the time. We are beings of energy surrounded by energy. It's crazy. And I think that we have more potential than yeah. we realize. We do. We are actual magic. We are magic human beings, but we just we just get stuck. You just get stuck in the everyday the monotony and man, you are motivating me to get manifesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If if nothing else comes out of this episode other than the two of us having a like renewed vigor for wanting to feel positive and make a positive change in our own lives, that's yeah. a freaking win, dude. Yeah, that is a freaking win. I just think that our society, we've gone so far away from what's important or how to enjoy mm-hmm. life anymore. It's just like constant fillers and just mindless entertainment flashing in our eyeballs. And we have so many frivolous things that we now judge our self-worth by. And we've just gotten so far away from really understanding how to value ourselves and each other and just like... See, now I'm bumming myself out. Help me. Bring me oh back up to God. your higher vibrations. All right. You have to change your story. You have to break the blocks. You have to. You have to break the blocks. That's where I think a lot of the work comes from. Because if you're however old, right, you've gone your whole life just reinforcing the narrative that you have about certain things. And so if all of a sudden you're trying to do a 180 and change that completely, and all of a sudden just feel like you're worthy enough or whatever the case may be, that's hard work to do. Was anything I was saying going or no? Was I just repeating myself for the hundredth <laughs> time? Was anything I saying going? <laughs> It doesn't matter. We're manifesting miracles. Miracles. Except maybe not in this exact moment because in the exact moment we're recording this, there is some kind of like crazy super lunar eclipse coming up. And Danielle recently heard that you need to be careful. Yeah, I like manifesting right now. I think there are two ways of thinking and I don't know what it is because again, you guys, I'm really new into this, but I'm really into this. Actually, do you know who started me on the path to manifesting was my sister. She got really into the law of attraction. And at first when I heard it, I was like, okay, so we're just going to like write our wishes on plates and it's going to come true. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel bad because I was like, yeah, sure. I'll play. (laughs) So I did, but I didn't. I'll play with the universal powers that be. (laughs) That's the thing though, but we are, we are the universe. We are our universe. We can achieve anything we actually want to if we really do put our minds to it. Raise yourself. You can do it. We're doing it. Oh my God, we're going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what happens. (laughs) I can't wait to see. I'm obviously not okay. (laughs) Oh my God, I am. I'm riding this wave with you right now and it is delightful and a little scary at the same time, but I love it. I go soaring. You know, when you get really pumped up and you're really excited and you're way up here and then all of a sudden your mind just goes like you hit a complete wall and you're like, there are no words because I'm I'm so elevated. I I do. (laughs) First of all, I guess there's never really a time where I have no words. I think that's clear. Uh, But moving on from there, what I'm actually enjoying the most about your outburst right now is not even the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's that there you have two settings and I'm fascinated by this. You are either like cripplingly unsure of yourself or 
blindly, <laughs> almost arrogantly confident. And I love when arrogant, confident Danielle comes out. She is a badass bitch and <laughs> I want to hang out with her 24-7. I do too because the thing about arrogant, badass Danielle is that it's only when she talks about the things that someday she hopes to do, <laughs> not <laughs> when she's actually going to try to do it right now in this current moment. You know what I'm saying? That Danielle is not facing the world every day when she leaves her house. I guess I hear what you're saying, but she should. She needs to. Yeah, she she's going to have to. Tomorrow. To- oh my God. Okay. I was thinking if all of a sudden <laughs> I just had an alter ego and that's how I presented myself. I just started presenting myself to the world in the way that I wish people already saw me. You know what I'm saying? Do you, are you following? I do know what you're you saying. You do know what I'm 100%. saying. 100%. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. I did that once in my you life, did? but it was, I had moved. I moved. And so yes. I had that fresh start feeling. Yeah. You can't do it now. You absolutely get to reinvent yourself at least once. I did it. I peaked at what, 12, 13, <laughs> but you can do it now. It changed your life. Late. Look at you now. It changed, it changed my your life. Whole life. I never would have had the courage to approach you, the coolest girl in the school, according to a shared friend of ours who sometimes wore pants that looked like they were made from snakes. You were the <laughs> coolest kid in middle school, and I never would have had the courage to approach you if I didn't reinvent myself in seventh grade. So you can do it too. Me? But then you're going to replace me with someone cooler because you'll have the courage to do it. So maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. But I've been, no, I can't even talk about it right now. I cannot go with that at all. No. Well, are we, what do you think? Yeah. Did I we think, cover it? I think we covered it. I think we also really need to be crystal clear to true genuine <laughs> manifestors that we are just saying what we think we know. We'd love to know more. I would like, love if you to know more. Love teach to. us some stuff. We'd be happy to hear it. Yes. And we hopefully weren't offensive. We're again very into it. And this is this is what we've taken away from from our learnings thus far. But yeah. we're definitely into learning more. If you do know more, if you are certified, if you are like a coach. Is that are you real with that? Can you be yes. certified and manifest? Well, I don't know if it's like sort of certification, but I know that there are actual manifesting coaches. Okay. Okay. Because I follow them. Okay. But if you happen to be one of those people, please, I am begging you, reach out to us and teach us your ways because yes, we're very, very, very much into this. We've got some shit to manifest. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's do it. Okay. Let's move to brain dump. Okay. Let's lighten things up. It's time for the brain dump. Okay. Who's going first? Okay. I'll start because I have this measly list of dumps before me and I'm not impressed by any of them. So I'm hoping that you'll save the day after me. So here we go. If I could have any superpower, it would absolutely be telekinesis. I am going to pause here and ask you what would be yours. Oh, telekinesis is reading minds. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and if this isn't the right word for it, then I want whatever word does describe reading minds and also moving things with your mind. Oh my God. I was going to mention this earlier when we talked about that we are basic magic energies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to practice trying to move things with my energy. Okay. If you succeed, I will projectile vomit. 
poop my pants and then beg you to teach me how you did that. Okay. Okay. So make sure you're clear on what worked. But you know what? I, I want that exact same one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Telekinesis. Yeah. Right. That feels like a hands down obvious power, but so many people pick like flying and, um, I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I want to hear what other people are really thinking because I'm too sensitive. I think that would be too much a burden to carry, but I do want to move things. Okay. I do want to know what other people are thinking, but I probably should be clear that I ideally can choose when I'm hearing okay. that. And it's not Fair. just a constant flooding of thoughts. All, that would be, how terrible would that be? Awful. It would be deafening. If mm. everywhere that you went, you could hear everyone's thoughts without any sort of filtering craziness. No, I want to be able to pick and choose Okay, when and who and all that stuff. Okay. How many days of my life are left before I have to attend a party at a Chuck E. Cheese? (laughs) Have you ever been to a party at a Chuck E. Cheese? I'm sure when I was single digit years old. See, I didn't as a kid. They're still around apparently. Someone I know recently posted her five-year-old's birthday party at a Chuck E. Cheese and I was like, wow, still going strong. Is it creepy? I think it's creepy, but I might just think that because I never went as a kid, so I don't have like that fond attachment to it. I just see like a giant rat feeding me pizza and it makes me nervous, but I don't know. I don't know. How many Mm -mm. days do I have before I find out is my question. My next question is, am I ready to get a dog again? No. 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 Me neither. Will I ever make plans before the last possible minute? And you know exactly where that brain dump comes from as you were involved (laughs) in that conversation this afternoon about my summer. You know what really bothers me? It's versus it's. Okay. I-T apostrophe S as Mm -hmm. in it is the contraction for it is like Mm -hmm. it's raining right now. Yeah, no, I get it. Versus I-T-S, no apostrophe which is showing the possession for the pronoun it. Like that's its nest. Don't touch that. Right? Yeah. You're supposed to have an apostrophe for contractions and for possession. But I guess because the word is identical in both of those scenarios, we decided to never use an apostrophe for the possessive one. It's just I-T-S. And I guess that was supposed to make things easier, but it's it. It doesn't feel easier to me. It makes me angry. (laughs) I'm sorry. My last thought is, if teach is taught, then reach is going to have to be wrought. (laughs) Has to be. I wrought behind me (laughs) to grab the sugar to make the cookies. Mm -hmm. My favorite part about those is when you then have to use it in a sentence. (laughs) Oh, you have to use it in a sentence. Why are you always doing that accent, though? Why is it always that person? (laughs) Is it always that person that comes out? I don't know, but it's always something like that. I think because when you say those words like that, it has to be. be. Okay. Let me try it in a different accent. Okay. (laughs) I've wrought behind me. No. I wrought for the fountain pen to sign my checkbox. What's this arm doing? Oh, it's rot. It's It's rotting. It's rotting. Rotting wouldn't be. (laughs) It's rotting. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Do you have more? I'm sorry. I know that's enough. I think that's more than enough. And I apologize to everyone. 
for them. Okay. Well, I'm disappointed in myself this week, but again, I'm sad. So it doesn't matter. I get a pass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad. Okay. But before I even get into it, I need to tell you some things that I'm hearing as I'm listening to our episodes back. I say like so much. Mm. It's Me too. not cool. And then I think, should I just keep carrying on as if we're having a conversation? Is that what people want to hear? We're just having a normal conversation. I happen to say like a lot, but then I think, should I be trying to censor myself a little bit more and stop sounding so like stupid? Can I answer you on that one? Go. Yeah. I don't even hear it a fraction of the time in your tracks. I barely hear you saying like, which means obviously it's flowing out naturally and not like standing. Oh my God. I just did it. I say like every other word and I even cut them in the episodes, not all of them because it's not possible. (laughs) I feel like it's nonstop from me and I do the same thing. I get worried that it's a bad look for me, but then I'm, but then I'm like, well, I'm having a conversation. Like this wasn't a formal essay that I've written for my PhD thesis. Like it's just a chat with a friend. And so I feel like I'm going to keep it. Like it's going to keep happening. So I like don't know what to do. It gets worse when I think about it and think about, okay, I'm not going to use it right now. It's, it's the only word I want to say. I, I want to make a, a like sentence. That's all I want to do. Like, um, second, I breathe so weirdly. Do you know what I'm saying? Also, I say, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you mean <laughs> I say yeah. this all, I say this after everything I say. Okay. So I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on not breathing <laughs> awkwardly in weird moments in a sentence. And then sometimes I talk so fast or just messily. I don't enunciate, dude. I don't enunciate some things. I do that. Wow. Yeah. I do that a lot of like kind of mumbling, jumbling things together. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a lot. So I'm going to work on breathing. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so my real dumps. Like I said, our garbage. I think my child is made of something that just might, like, I think her skin just might get destroyed the second that sunlight hits her. And I didn't anticipate being so paranoid about these, like, (laughs) I said, like, I just, (laughs) I'm so scared of sunbeams hitting her skin that I feel like I'm ruining her if they do. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did <laughs> I know what it is. It's that I say something and I know that I feel like I sound like an idiot. So I look to you to clarify or validate. All right. Yes, anyway. I completely understand. I don't care. Anyway, Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio support circle. That's it. Mine. I want one. Scorpio support circle. I think it should be a thing. We I have one. one. No, you're not a Scorpio. I you can't be one. in it. You can't be no, in I'm it. No, I'm surrounded yes, by – I've built one around myself saying, and like I highly recommend group. you getting one. I remember – I recommend you getting one because a Scorpio support circle is a fantastic thing to have. I would appreciate if you would stop taking Scorpios from my support circle specifically to make your support circle now. Megan, however – I'll allow it. 
I might need this other one that you mentioned that our whole episode is based around. She feels <laughs> very much like my vibe. <laughs> asking how to manifest. Yeah, she might just be on your wavelength there, sister. Okay. So is it bad rep or bad rap? I feel like it's bad mm. rap, but also bad rep again. Work That's work, a great work. question, Danielle. <laughs> I forgot how much that one confused me. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing it up. I'm, I could Google it. We're just going to file it under could have Googled it. Um, have you ever had the urge to do something as fast as you can? So I had the urge to do something as fast <laughs> as I could. I made my husband do it. And you just cannot help but make the most ridiculous face. It's too bad we're not recording this because I'm going to show you. So we have these little thin hutch doors. I had the urge to just like as fast as I could (laughs) shake them between my pointer finger and thumb as fast as I could. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. How fast can I do this? Look at, I want you to just observe the neck, chin, lower lip area. You can't help it. You can't help it. I made Jameson do it because, of course, once he saw me do it, he had to try. I was just, it's great. We'll have to record the face. We'll have to record it. Yes, please. Please do. That's all I got. Okay. I have also been struck by that urge to shake or move or just like do a thing as fast as possible as many times in a millisecond as I can. It's never as fast as you think it's going to be, no, it but isn't. it's worth you, the effort. It's you worth the think effort. you can go faster, so you keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just getting more tired, so yeah. it's just getting slower, but it <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap it up. You did it last time, but I do I genuinely think you're better at it. Do you want to do it again? Or sure. Do you, do right. we'll do just, it? No, we'll just deem it my thing from now on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You do it. Thank you for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. Also, we're going to have a website any second now. Oh, yeah, a real one. Yeah. Did you know? You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, however you listen. If you liked this episode, please, please, please subscribe, rate, review, or for a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Am I supposed to say something? No, I'm telekinesising you. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> did we just find out we're telekinetic? Yeah, I think we did. We always knew it. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude, your uh, lines are, it's so, wow. It's so good. It's so round and full. That is round. That is a full-bodied, full-bodied voice I've got there. Must feel good. (laughs) Feels great.